This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. So welcome back guys to the Freedom Fighter Podcast, uh, we are on to part 3 of our uh, Fighting for the Hearts of Children retreat, uh, it's actually, there's actually a part missing because we, you know, problems with recording, so we will always be re-recording it, so you can jump back and hear that when, when we put it up, but this part was on My Father God, and it was on the back of the first session around our parenting experience. And we were really laying hold of this quote from Sun Tzu that, uh, that, that came up. The Chinese military commander wrote the book, The Art of War. And he said, uh, if we know it ourselves and we know our enemy, we don't have to fear the result of a hundred battles. But if we know ourselves and we don't know our enemy, for every victory we gain, we'll also suffer a defeat. But if we know neither, we'll be whooped and beat every single time. So... What am I comparing this art of war to what our life is like in parenthood? You know, we were unpacking, uh, Fint Supple was unpacking our parenting experience in the, in the second session and how what's happened to us has formed how we then relate with God, how we learn to attach in relationships, how we relate to others. So it was just setting the stage that it's so important we become aware of ourselves. We start to know ourselves better and what's playing out. So this session is my story. Vince Gartland, Martin King also share their experience of how they learned father and how that then went on to impact their own relationship with, with father in their life, with God. So it's really helpful. So I just pray it really, really deeply encourages you, enlightens you and blesses you as you're listening. I pray these things. I've been praying them for years now, since the boot camp, then in my daily prayer. And updates, constant updates. It's not like I just pray a prayer mechanically. It's what you say to me now, update. And one update was from a wee devotional, and it says this beautiful thing. It says, in the animal kingdom, the very form of an animal alters to enable it to reach that upon which it delights to feed. Right? And... Well, I found a video showing, showing this as an image, David Attenborough, a snake, jaw dislocates to actually enable it to, 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 to expand itself to get a hold of this goat and digest it. So it is in God's kingdom. We have to, we have to be reshaped and reformed and readjusted to enable us to reach the next level. So no wonder our flesh is going, oh, this is sheer, this is hard, I'm, I don't know what's happening. We need to be adapted and adjusted. Well, the snake can't eat us or not. 100%. There you go. So, so, you know, that get used to it. Get used to it because see, staying the same, it's the worst feeling in the world. You know, I read a, uh, in the UCB devotional years ago, I forget the guy's name, but he, 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 he's quoted a certain tribe in one part of the earth they said the worst thing and curse they put on others was remain where you are. It's the worst curse you can put on anybody. Stay the same. And that's a curse. They understood it as a curse. Stay the same. Because change is automatic, but progress is not. Change happens. Our toenails keep growing, our hair keeps growing, our bodies changing every day. Progress isn't it? Automatic. 
So we need to fight for that. Mm. And we need to be intentional about it. Go to have a wee quiet time as we introduce this, this next man. <laughs> so we're, we're felt how we're feel, feeling about the parenting experience this morning. But this one, I just want to ask a question. What impact has your parenting experience had on our view of God? Because what they've hit on, this is where the healing comes. This is why we need to push through all the resistance. Because how I see him, how I relate with him, is impacting everything. And it's impacting my healing, my restoration. You know, so I'm not going to jump the gun. We'll, we'll kind of, so we're waiting quiet here. That question, how, how, how has... Uh, all the things that's happened to me impacted how I relate with or see God. So let's just wait and see what bring, he brings to our hearts, right? You know, we're here. We didn't get dressed up for nothing. We are here to actually get somewhere. And that's where the process is taking us. You know, this is all going to unravel and allow God to do something deep, transformative. Um, you know, the scriptures say these things this morning. Elaine got this amazing word. And I, I prayed for everybody that's been in prison here. Remember the lib date. I know, roll, roll the eyes, Sean. It's like, oh, don't forget But remember the liberation day? How it feels. And it's the, 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 that's what I got a sense of. You know, I know this is a hard slog going through some of the most painful things. But we need to see it's, it's liberation day at the other end. Of it. And this morning, Elaine got this amazing. Uh, what God said, just just declare this. Oh, mm. but I, I believe you're God the Father. Mm. The creed, one of the creeds of yeah. the church. But what it reminded me of is Mark nine twenty three. All things are possible to them who believe. Uh, Matthew seventeen twenty. Nothing shall be impossible unto you. Look one. With God, this is impossible with man, but with God, all things are possible. So see whatever your situation is and see whatever the wee, the wee irritation and he'd say, oh, no, 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 my, no, my situation. God, but God. God can do it if we let him. That hopelessness in our heart, that resignation, we can feel that, nah, I've tried. No, nothing is impossible with God. And we are not here for the same old, same old. He's doing something new and something fresh. And we're believing for that for each person. So, you know, have, have your faith in that. Don't just be a passenger sitting on the sidelines. <coughs> sitting thinking, mm, ah, it's for somebody else in here. Yeah. No, it's for me, it's for everyone else. Yes. So, um, um, so, I have got this privilege of uh, sharing on um, my father God, Pastor David, I was at Bible school on the bridge, and he came and said to us about the word representing, and he said, if I give my, my son his food up the stair, I present him with his food, when he comes back down and gives me the plate back, he goes, he's representing, <laughs> he's representing it to me, and I thought, that, that, that was a good idea, good to see that, you know, that you're representing something. So to represent uh, God, and for me, what I'm going to share here is 
my own journey and what's happened recently and how just thinking on some of this stuff actually helped me redefine where I was, you know, what I wasn't doing right. Seeing God right can help us see where we have gone right. Mm. Truth makes us free. So here's what I'm asking God uh, for this, the days to, to be represented in a way that totally revolutionises how we see God as Father. Truth to be established in the places where li- and lies to be uncovered and exposed so that we can be liberated to interact and relate with you as the true sons and daughters. Confident in our identity, full of acceptance and love for who we are as God's children. That's where this beautiful attachment has changed. Because if we listen to the psychologists, we're, we're up the creek without a paddle. Because we believe, oh no, it happened to you when you're that age, no chance. But John introduces, and in, in, in when we're away to Ephesians 3, the prayer of Paul, and then Charles' retreat, the lady from Glasgow, she says, this is the fundamental thing in healing for an addict, is to know and be founded on and deeply secure in God's love, to know the depth, Amen. the height, the, the, the width and the length, to know that and experience we know that soul connection and love, that's what restores my, my unhealthy attachment disorders. Because I'm, I'm, I can't attach to folk when I don't love and accept myself. Mm-hmm. I can't give out of that broken, rejected, hurt, angry place. And for me, you know, what came up for me this morning, that avoidance thing, I had a dream not that long ago. And my mother-in-law, who's had a, had a really nice upbringing, very able woman emotionally, I was in a dream and I felt like a wee orphan, unable to actually articulate myself with, with my emotions. And uh, it was an exposing thing, because I then have to face up to, when you've been emotional and unable to speak your emotions, how have you handled it? Mm. Badly. <coughs> Badly. Anger. What do I do when I'm rejected? What do I do when I'm misunderstood and Criticise. I mean, my wife is here. That the situation, she's complete opposite. I wanted her to talk. Too when he talked to me, I want things resolved. But when he talk, and that way I feel rejection, disrespect, uh, all the pain of that. But my life is different for me. And my wife had a lot of warfare, a lot of things that happened. With, happened to her. Yeah, we her first husband leaving her for another man, and uh, and the shame of that. So, we need your thinking about God and ourselves corrected. I was telling some of the guys, I've seen a picture of Mo Farah, a documentary just came out. And it wasn't actually in the documentary, it was just a wee clip from the BBC. And they basically depicted or portrayed what he was saying. That he get, he was, he's Mo, Mo Farah's no Mo Farah, his name's his, his saying something. He was trafficked into the UK and he came in with this false passport as Mo Farah and he was in a family who made him feel like you're no one of us. You're a, you're a servant, you're a slave. And it showed you this picture of him in the house and everybody else is a part of the family sitting out here and he's sitting like we all of a twist with his bullet. And I just thought, I felt God say to me, that's like a lot of people in recovery. When we feel 
when we fail to receive God as Father, and we can be, we we can slave and serve the rest of their lives looking for love. It, it's upside down, isn't it? That actually part of a massive part of the recovery. That's what the lady was meaning. The massive part of the recovery is coming from a place that I know I'm loved. I know who I am because I know who he is. Yeah. Yeah. The, the reason I didn't know who I was is because I didn't know who he was and the persons that had had the responsibility over me did not know who he was because they, they did not reflect a good, good father. And uh, there's some tremendous things. You know, that, this is no... This is no new, it's, I know it feels new, it might feel new to some. Do you know when Jesus came on the earth? In the Old Testament, they didn't call God Father. It was Yahweh. They wouldn't even name him. Wouldn't even say, he was so holy. Jesus came and in four Gospels, over 150 times, he called him Father. And he was crucified for these religious people because of blasphemy. And you know the amount of times he corrected them because of their thinking. You think my dad's like this, do you? My dad does the desire this, he desires that. My favourite is Luke 15. They were calling all these folk reprobates. Remember me and you now? <laughs> I was up climbing, got fell there, right there. Me and my brother and my, and my friend. And we're in Aaron. And, I, and I, was, I was telling them, me and Charles and my families went and stayed in a place in Corrie, in Aaron. And we went to this soft play, and this woman was sitting with us. And I was trying to remember, what was that name? She was cheeky as in. And she goes, Charles told her his story, and she goes, Ah, you were a real reprobate, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> remember that? <laughs> she said that reprobate word. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, so, but that's what they, this was this religious mob were doing. They were saying, What are you doing talking to that mob? What are you doing spending time with them? And he gave them three stories to absolutely, oh man. You think fighting for her, fighting for the hearts of your children. He was fighting on behalf of all of us. Amen. He was saying, the lost coin, the lost sheep, and the lost son. And he was actually saying, this is what father looks like. Aye. They're going, who, who are you, they're, ah, what are you talking about, father? This, and it wasn't just father, look. Oh, father, for a distance, it was Abba, father, intimate. Yeah. I am close to you and I have that kind of access. Teach us to play, play the same. Our Father. And then Paul picks it up, Ephesians 3 prayer. I bow my knees before the Father of glory, the Father, the Father of all fathers. Who, who in the Amplified it says, whom from every, na- every, every person in, in, in on earth, his name is, dir- is, is comes from. So he, he, he's the ultimate authority. Look what happens. Well, sorry. What do you think evil's goal is from the beginning? Is to separate people from that connection. Yeah. I mean, it's not that rocket science, isn't it? That, that's what the main goal. Separate people from all good. Separate people from the source of life, from the source of healing, from the source of love. Put all this religious nonsense in. And, you know, for me, when you look at the Pharisees in that story, you see... Uh, religious ideas now. Don't let's not look at the, at the one day other Dells think about the religion and us. The ideas, the judgments, the opinions we've formed, we've picked up and we even challenged or questioned. It blinds and binds us. And there's a lot of it in your culture. A lot of it. I grew up with, with people, in the, uh, my uncle walking in the Orange Lodge. 
what are the walks? And in, until I got quiet, and uh, some God had done something deep in me, I was sitting at the back door of this house, this pastor's house, I was staying in Kowinna, and I heard the walk. And I heard them say, do you know what, what that spreads? I never thought it. I got brought up with it. This is normal, isn't it? This is normal. This is the way it is. I love that music. Do you know what that's spreading? Do you know what these men are standing for? Hatred, Hatred division. Uh, you know, and, and I, it was like, so we need light. There are things that we've accepted that, that can be religious. Religious stairs. Like Jesus would talk to all this guy, these guys. We're in diff- different, far different time, different cultural things going on. But every time it blinds us and it binds us. The truth, knowing, really knowing God, no religion, really knowing God, sets us free to live as the true sons and daughters. We need our thinking about God and ourselves to be true and accurate. Because then we're going to act accordingly. So it's, this is not a, a quick fix, as the guys have been saying. This is, this is the hope of what we're talking about. We're going, I want that. I want to think right. And so a couple of wee quotes that we got for, for, uh, for the boot camp with John and that, they introduced us to, to these things. And one was, it would have been better not to have learned father at all, <laughs> to have learned them wrong. Uh, because you see... What happens when we go through our lives believing lies? And uh, Vince, can you come and share uh, your experience of that? What, how that played out in your life, please? Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Derek. The word father is such a powerful word. And you know, just as we're sitting here quietly just now and we're among friends and we're feeling secure and we're getting to know each other, a little bit better, so we're feeling more relaxed. But just allow yourself to listen to the word Father. Father. What does that, what does that conjure up for you? What are you thinking about when you hear the word Father? What's happening in your heart? Father. I want to take you back a few years, 46 years in factual fact. So I'm 26 years old and I've just come to Christ. And um, I heard about Jesus, not a problem. Loved, loved the story of Jesus. Understood what he did for me. I knew, I knew some of this. I was raised Catholic. Um, but here I am in a born-again situation in an organisation called the Charismatic Renewal. So I hear about Jesus and I understand and I realise I have to accept Jesus and I did, gladly. I felt no resistance. I heard about the Holy Spirit. Again, wonderful what the Holy Spirit could do, the power to change me, to change my heart, to change my thinking, to change my attitude, to change my behaviour. Then it came to Father God and I struggled with that. With no understanding why, why, why am I struggling? 
with God as Father. And I was like that for, for a long number of years and still slowly, slowly, uh, God started to reveal why that was. And this is why our experience of Father on the earth is so important. Because I started to understand, I started to realise that I, my expectations of God the Father was directly linked to my experience of my earthly father. In lots of ways, a good man, a good, a, a good uh, provider, good man in so many ways. But for me, my experience of him was distant, disengaged, disinterested. So, my, my, that's what I experienced. That's what I. Th that's who I thought God, the Father was. God, the Father was going to be disinterested, disengaged. And and then, God then started to slowly but surely, show me who He was. And He's the furthest thing away, from disengaged, disinterested. I started to learn he's, he's interested in every aspect of my life. I was touching this with David there a wee while ago before we all gathered. And, you know, to understand, to come to that place that I was loved unconditionally by this good, good father. This father was interested in every aspect of my life and experience. This father had a the ear was attentive, listened to every cry, knew every tear. This father was interested in every aspect of my life and had something to say. And later on, I'll share a bit more later on about this, had something to say about how I parented. And I'll just finish with this. When it came to parenting my own children, I found in myself those same characteristics. Passive. A bit distant. Kind of left the parenting to my... I've got two daughters, so it's kind of easy. I can hand that over to Sophie. I can let her go on with the parenting. And I've got... I've got there, I was sharing with Derek. It just came out the blue the other day. Um, I, I was, a, I was, a, I suddenly got this picture, we'd been in prayer, suddenly got this picture of my oldest daughter, and she would be maybe about six or seven, so I would have been about 27, and uh, she came in, it was at night time, I'd already put her to bed, Sophie had been working late, uh, and I was watching TV, and she came into the room, and she wanted her dad's attention. She wanted me to listen to what she had to say. But what was in my heart, this is my time. This is my time. And what God showed me in that moment, I'd never thought about this before. It came in so painfully to my heart because God caused me to look at that little girl's eyes. Here I am at 72. And he caused me to look at my seven-year-old daughter's eyes and the pain 
that I saw there, I was ashamed. I was ashamed. And you know, God, you know, why am I saying all of this? I'm hoping you can identify with it in some degree or other. And God is able, God is able to take those kind of pain, that's just one little individual case. Those pains, those things as parents that happen, uh, that cause ourselves pain, or cause our children's pain, and you can fix it. And it's never too late. I've got adult children, I've got adult grandchildren. My oldest grandchild's 35. So it's never too late. And uh, God is interested in speaking into these areas of our lives. We're here. How do we fight for the hearts of our children? And you know, in this room, I want to say this. It's our children. In this room, we're fighting for the hearts of our children. I'm interested in what's happening with Charles' children. I'm certainly interested in what's happening with young Daniel and with, with Derek. Our children, Chennai, I'm interested in happening with our children that we can share together and encourage each other and come together and pray together, united, mm -hmm. and, and learn from each other's experiences. Do you want to share a little bit of a shot on that man? Aye. Well, <clears throat> I had never known my father at all. Never seen a picture of him. Just knew his name, you know, from my birth lines, you know. So I've been through a process here the last few years. Just going through stuff that we're going through the day, you know. Looking at stuff. And then through another teaching, it was about the blocks towards the father. Like blocking you towards your father, you know. And in quiet time, God showed me a few blocks. But it broke one up that I wouldn't expect them to bring up. And I was shocked because I have never thought about this man. I have never wondered what he looked like. And in and, and, and my honesty, I've never known to think I'm going to go and find this man. I've completely shut this man for the minute I knew the word father or dad. I called my grandfather dad and I just forgot with this other character, you know. So in quiet time God says to me, I want you to go find your father. And I remember the feeling in my stomach. I remember it and I was like, no, I always say not to God. That was my first initial reaction, no. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that, you know, I'm too sore. I don't want to go through the hassle, you know. Plus, I've, not, I've known when I shouldn't need them, actually. And then God says, that's the way you think of me. He says, that's how you're blocked for me. Because you don't know him and, and I'm suffering the consequences of him not being in your life and you having no interest in him. There's a part of that reflects on me. And you know, I thought about it and thought about it and thought about it, and it's true. See, I'll not give anybody access, really. You know, because I'm so self-reliant and so independent. And 
you know, I, I want to love God for full heart, but I can't because of this thing. This thing that stops me. You know, so sat on it for a while, as you do. Try to make excuses, maybe not enough information, maybe not be this. But the longest short of it, three weeks ago, I sent away two vins sent the link to the Salvation Army eh, for tracking trees to the family. So I sent it away. And the day coming to the retreat, I got a letter from them saying that they're willing to take my case and start to look at my father. Amen. So, thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing, mate. So, the point is, that's what that impact that has on, at some level, ways or blockages. The things from our parenting experience that have been projected onto him. And as Mark's saying, independence, because I'm not dependent on anybody. I'll never be dependent on MD. I don't need MD. I keep everybody away from me because of how I've been treated. And as, as I think it was Elaine that mentioned about the very thing that we're wanting to mess, we're actually, we're actually cutting ourselves off. We're cutting ourselves off the love. We're cutting ourselves off the connection. My, my journey when I was in Colorado, this is my Colorado uh, journal. And uh, so when, you, when, when I was in the retreat, you know, you're writing wee bits, we know it's here and there, but then when I got out of the retreat, one thing came up for me was in one of the messages I got from my father. What did I learn from my dad? The message I got was, I'm only going to be accepted if I'm perfect. And I went through my full life for 30 years. I was rejected constantly because I was, I was always pushing people away from me because I was, you know, I, I need to be good enough. I need to be perfect. I need to prove myself. I need to perform to find affirmation and validation. And uh, so these walls were built. So how I broke this, and this is what happened in Steamboat Springs in a, a wee hotel room. I was writing down, I have to break the agreement that my father God is no hard and harsh and hard to please. Because that's what I got brought up with. I love my dad. My dad's changed. My dad's growing and changing. But this is what he offered when, I, when he was young. And he'd done his best, but, but I've got a love for my dad and my mum. Now that that's grown, and I had to say, my dad is no cold and passive and uninterested in me, but he accepts me just as I am. He delights in me as the apple of his eye, and that apple, see that the you know the the, the why it's called that is because I'm f my eye is on you. You're my delight. <coughs> I've got no need to fear him rejecting or punishing me harshly. Because he's no impatient and angry with me. I'm never satisfied with what I do. But he's patient and slow to anger. He accepts and approves of me just as I am. And I wrote, he doesn't dominate and rule over me, demanding my perfection. But he's full of grace and mercy towards me. And he gives me the freedom to fail. And that was just the beginning of... I had to, I had to attack for myself. That's what I learned father like. I had to attack that because that was still playing out. 
uh, of my of my expectations, and it was still playing out of how I was performing. Over the last months, I've went through this is from Neil Anderson, the guy who started the Freedom of, uh, Freedom of Christ Ministries all over the world. And he had enough insight to establish who Father God is and who he is. It's not exhaustive, but there's a living in them. And so when we went through this stage, we're on with the Father of God, the boys, and uh, I have this dream, the beginning of the stage, and you know how this thing that's on social media nowadays that people sell themselves, the, the photographs of themselves? I had this dream when somebody I knew was doing this. And there was this pimp saying, Aye, God's all right with it. And I, 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 I said, don't you dare talk about my dad like that. And I woke up and I was gone. And then I opened the Father be God. And there's a quote from George MacDonald, a Scottish preacher who, who was C.S. Lewis's master teacher. And he said, uh, we, to, to become the real sons and daughters, we need to think like him. Love what he loves. Judge how he judges. And that's what that dream was showing me. I, I want you to think like me. I want you to know what I love and what I don't. And that is only coming through this process of Intimacy. So uh, from there, I then went over every one of these statements and, and got the, broke the words down so that there was more meaning. And um, we went through them. Martin, Vince and Dan, a lot of feedback, a lot of reaction. Is he distant? Is that, is that what, how I've learned God? Standoffish, uninterested. Or he is, is he intimate, <coughs> closely engaged? Is he insensitive and uncaring? This insensitivity, no, he doesn't care. Cold hearted, he's not even aware of what's going on with me. That's how I feel about him. Is that how I feel about God? Is he uncaring? Or is he kind and compassionate? That says everything, stern, demanding, he's always demanding I be like him. Or is he accepting, accepts me as I am, as a unique individual. He's filled with joy and love about me. The passivity. He's not really reacting to what matters. He's unresponsive and cold. Or is he warm and affectionate, fighting for, on my behalf? This is a biggie. Absent, <coughs> too busy, no present spiritually and emotionally, no present physically, too busy, always get something better. Now this, was, this is what really touched me, so this is why I'm sharing these things. Because in establishing the truth, I was exposed in how I'm parenting now. I was wondering what was happening with me over the years with my stepchildren. I felt a lack of energy to do certain things. And when I read this, it exposed this in me. My dad wasn't eager to be with me. He was never at my football games, not one. My mum was, but my dad wasn't. And this word eager, it's about communicating that he longs and yearns to be with. 
but for me, I never experienced that. So this, it really touched something deep in me. We, we, that. That's that's how I get treated. But the the painful thing was that's how I am parenting. That's how I was parenting. So the joy of getting through this was bringing things up for me, exposing things to be healed. Again, the impatience, the anger, the never satisfied. But is he like that? So the, this list is so... We've not got time to go through everyone. But they really bring a light that can actually expose where we're going wrong and what's, what's happened to us by looking at, oh, that's what I'm doing. So I think we'll just finish with a wee, a wee quiet time. Just maybe picking one or two of these wee statements to, to think on which statement do you identify with most playing out of your experience? Because as I said, for me, seeing who Father God really is can begin to change everything for us. So I'm going to put a wee bit of music on.
Father, we worship you. We thank you for this time. We thank you that, God, you are doing something fresh. But, Lord, we, are, we just come, we, we reject all strain or heaviness. God, we have got lightness and joy. We've seen you. That's, that's all we need. Seeing you is sufficient. God, and we thank you for giving us the grace and the strength to keep reaching, to keep stretching forward, to get to that next level, to move beyond where we are, to no resign ourselves to say the same and to get bogged down, but to keep rising higher and higher than you. So we bless you for a clear sight as we go in this day, clearer sight of who you are to us. And Lord, this is our lib day. We believe in you, God. We believe you, that you are the God the God that with all things are possible. That the God that nothing is impossible to you. So we believe you for each situation. God, we believe and declare that over our lives. That all things are possible with you. We thank you for releasing us. And whatever things are blocking us. We're release, releasing us whenever we're stuck. Releasing us with these lies that are, that are binding us and binding us. We thank you for releasing us today. In the mighty name of Jesus. This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighter.life. Until next time, God bless you.